Hey, grown-ups! Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. We're a vegetarian household over here, and there were tons of delicious options over at Factor. I highly recommend. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50, T-A-L-E-S 50, and use code tales50 to get 50% off. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com slash tales50 to get 50% off. Hey, grown-ups! if you could imagine the perfect education for your tailblazer, what would it look like? You might say hands-on learning, small class sizes, deep reading, open discussion. And for many of us, that list includes a personal one-on-one tutor. That kind of personal attention can accelerate their grasp of difficult concepts. The problem is, tutors can be astronomically expensive, and tutor quality can vary widely. That's where Synthesis Tutor comes in. It's an educational AI that can bring your student from an average to exceptional grasp of mathematics. The tutor works like a human tutor would, slowing down in areas where they're struggling and speeding up when they're gaining momentum. Except, unlike a traditional tutor, Synthesis Tutor is always available and is just $29 a month. Visit synthesis.com slash girltales to get 10% off and begin learning with Synthesis Tutor today. Hey grown-ups, Women's History Month is sneaking up on us and we want you and your tailblazers to join in the celebration of the amazing women who have broken barriers, shattered glass ceilings, and made history. But hey, we're not just looking back, we're also cheering on the future history makers, our very own tailblazers. Here's how you can join in on the celebrating. Grab your phone or tablet and record a quick 10 seconds or less of an audio message. Your tailblazer can tell us about a woman that they admire who changed history. Or you, the grown-up, can give the tailblazer an empowering message about how they will change history. We'll feature these recordings on our Girl Tales episodes all through March. This opportunity is available to our awesome Patreon members on Team Alba or higher. You'll find the instructions on how to send us your recording on our Patreon page. Happy Almost Women's History Month. Hey, Tailblazers, I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales, a kids' podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we go on to our episode, I have got a few announcements. So we are going to open up all of our Patreon perks to everyone for the next month while you are at home, regardless of whether or not you've made a donation. You will get coloring pages, downloads to our songs, scripts of our stories, and very soon there will be two brand new episodes solely on the Girl Tales Patreon page. So grown-ups, head to patreon.com slash girltales and click follow 
for all of the updates and access to all of our perks for the next month. And we're not stopping there. I really want to help in any way that Girl Tales can while you are all at home. So I've decided to do a live stream feminist story time. It's going to be this Sunday, March 29th, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's going to be on our Instagram or search Girl Tales on Facebook. I'm going to be reading some of my favorite feminist children's books like She Persisted by Chelsea Clinton and Alma and How She Got Her Name by Juana Martinez-Neal. I cannot wait to see you there. Okay, so on to our episode. This was the very first fairy tale that we ever made, and it's called The Literate Mermaid. I love it. I wanted to reshare it with you. And as a bonus... A kid named Ruby interviewed the person who wrote this fairy tale. Her name is Christina Quintana. Now, Ruby has her own podcast called By Kids for Kids. I'll leave a link for you in our show notes. Okay, on to our episode. This is The Literate Mermaid by Christina Quintana. Enjoy! Double shrimp and mussels, kelp and brine, and lots of bubbles. Hey, Sea Witch. Oh, come on, Myra. Call me Betty. Sea Witch is so passe. I still don't see why I can't just call you Abuela or Grandma. Oh, Myra, that just makes me feel old. But aren't all people and Sea Witches immortal? Like, we live forever? You're too smart for your own good, kid. Nah... I don't think so. (laughs) Anyway, what are you up to? Oh, you know, just working up some spells, saving the underwater world, the usual. What can I help you with? Well, the thing is, you know how you hate being a grandma? I don't hate being a grandma. I love being a grandma. I only hate being called a grandma. There's a big difference. Oh, well, I kind of hate being a little mermaid. But why? There's so many wonderful things about being a Little Mermaid. Granted, it may have been a few centuries ago, but I remember it all so well. Swim races with the gals, getting lost, playing hide-and-seek among the anemones. Ah, that was the life. Well, it's not that I don't like being a Little Mermaid, but I'd really like to be a literate mermaid. A literate mermaid? My gosh, Myra, where do you get these ideas? Well, sitting up on the rocks, I see all the people on the beach. People? Shmeeple. I've seen the view and it's not so hot, Myra. But they've got souls? Souls schmoles. You've got eternity. Do you really want to trade in the chance to live forever with a lot of emotional mumbo-jumbo? Well, actually, the thing is... What's that? I've always wanted to read a book. A real book. I see all the people reading them on the beach... And, well, any time one gets down here, it's completely ruined. The writing is all splotchy and impossible to make out, and the pages shrivel away like nothing. I want to read all the stories on the page, but I I can't unless I'm on dry land. And I hear there are these places, libraries, and they're full of them. All the stories you can imagine. So you want to read books, huh? I do. Then I'll be a literate mermaid. Can you help me? Huh. 
Of course I can help you. They don't call me Betty the Sea Witch for nothing. Really? The thing is, Myra, if you really want to go through with this, there is a price. Oh, I don't think I can pay anything. Not that kind of price, sweetheart. I mean, if you go up on the land to read, you can't be any kind of mermaid anymore. Why not? Because they have their world, and we have ours. You'll need legs. Legs? That's right. Those sticks that people walk around on. Legs. Oh, well, how do I get legs? Wouldn't you miss your dad? Your sisters? Your grandma? Your Betty the Sea Witch? I would, but... But you really want to read a book? I do. Well, I like your spunk. I've got an idea. Why don't you take a day to think it over? You don't want to make any hasty decisions, do you? If in a day's time you still want to give up your life as a mermaid, then so be it. But it's a lot to give up. Is it really worth it? I just feel like there's more. I don't know anything about the world. I only know the the mermaids and mermen in our little cove. And I just have this feeling there's so much more to know about. Nobody down here wants to talk about anything except for the school of fish that just passed, or how high the kelp has grown, or the, the cute mer twins that live across the way. If I read books, I could learn about all the other people and mer people and other things that exist in all the other places out there. If I read books, I'll never be bored for the rest of my life. And as you know, it's looking like that will be a very long time. Okay. Okay, I hear what you're saying. It's a compelling argument. But do me a favor. Sleep on it and get back to me. I'll be here. Okay, I will. Wow! You're a mermaid! Yeah. What about it? Nothing. It's just pretty cool. I've seen a bunch of you out here on the rocks, but I've never actually met a real mermaid before. Did you need something? I'm not the best swimmer. It's kind of hard to keep my head above water. So if not, I'll just head back to the shore. Oh, wait, actually, yeah, I I was hoping you might know where I could get a book. And I know we just met, but I was also thinking maybe you could help me get one. It might be hard to get it out here to you. There are a lot of rocks, so we can't get any boats over here. And if I swim it out to you, it'll probably get all wet and messed up. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. I have my own library card, though. If you ever come back to the beach, I could take you sometime. Really? Anytime. I'm allowed to check out up to 20 books at a time. 20? 20 books at a time? Yep. 
And does this cost money? I've heard about money. Nope. It's totally free. Wow. I'd show you, but I really gotta focus on treading water. It must be hard not being able to swim. It must be hard not being able to walk. And I can swim, just not well. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna head back now. The waves are picking up. See you soon. Wait, what's your name? Sol, what's yours? I'm Myra. Nice to meet you, Myra the mermaid. Nice to meet you, Sol the person boy. Hey, Sol, if I come back tomorrow, can we go to the library then? Sure, why not? It's open every day of the week. Really? Yep. See ya. Welcome home. So, have you thought it over? I have. What's the big decision? Well, I met a person boy on the surface. Ah, you did, did you? His name is Sol, and he says he'll take me to the library, and that we can check out some books. Mm. Up to 20. Mm-hmm. I've got to go. Mm. So, you do want to be a person, after all? I mean... If that's what you really want, then of course I understand. But if you do, you'll be leaving behind a beautiful Murr family legacy and... (laughs) No, I I don't want to be a person. I I just want to read. I want my life to be full of stories. But I don't want to leave you either. I mean, my sisters really get on my nerves, but I can't imagine not being able to see them for the rest of my life. And... That's what you're saying, right? That I wouldn't be able to see them or you ever again? Okay, Myra. Since I'm a sea witch with a deep love of learning, plus you get the family discount, let's make a deal. You have exactly one day to go to the library, read your book, and return. If not, you'll turn to sea foam. Sea foam? I'm afraid that's the best I can do. You can't have it both ways, princess. If you want to live the rest of your life as a person, great. If you want to live the rest of your life as a mermaid, that's great too. But there's only so much I can do for the middle ground. Magic's like that. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm not sure it's long enough. By the time I get to the library and find the book I want to read, how am I going to have time before I have to get back? One whole day. That's 24 hours total. Get to the library, read your book, and then get back here. So long as you do, you can have the best of both worlds. But what if I find a really interesting story, or or I'm excited about a very long book? Then I guess you'll have to make up an ending. You're creative. No problem. I need more time. Sorry, sister. 24 hours, and that's being generous. But Grandma... Betty... Keep an eye on the clock. People love those things. They're everywhere. On walls, on arms. You won't have any trouble keeping track of the time. Starting when? Starting now. Now? But how? By the time you reach the surface, your fin will have turned to a pair of legs. Swim out. Once you get to the beach, you'll be able to stand and walk to the library. Okay. I guess I'm going for it. And one last thing. 
Take this. Ah. What is it? It's a new invention. I call it the stingray. It's kind of cute. It really does look like a baby stingray. That's the idea. It looks just like a stingray, but it's made of entirely recycled materials. Clever, huh? But what do I do with it? If you run into any trouble up on the surface, you just press the button and zap. It'll knock them senseless. Then they'll wake up like they just had a nice long nap. Completely painless. It's still in trials, though, so don't go giving it to any of your friends just yet. Okay, I think I've got it. Well, don't just swim here, then. Go! You only have so much time. light out. No one's out here. <laughs> Never gonna find the library to read a book. And I don't see any clacks. What is a clack? Anyway, Betty never actually said what they look like. I don't even know how much time I have left. How can I know? Ugh. Plus these leg things are so weird. Why would anyone choose these over a fin? It takes forever to get anywhere. Ugh, walking is definitely overrated. Maybe Betty was right. Maybe life is better as a mermaid. Hey! There. A clock usually has a round face with numbers for the hours, counting up to twelve. Or lines, or Roman numerals, just so you know. Roman numerals? Rightio. Then there are two hands. A short little hour hand that points to the hour number, plus a short little minute hand that points to the minute number. And the two hands move around the clock all day and point to whatever time it might be. Oh. <laughs> cool. You see this? This is a watch. It's a clock I wear on my arm. But it's just one kind. There are regular clocks and digital clocks. That's really neat, but... Digital clocks show the numbers on a big screen. It's all digital. See, here, I wear an old-fashioned watch on one wrist and a digital one on the other. Great, thanks. What I'm saying is, I, I can tell you the time. Uh... That's okay. But hold on a minute. Why don't you know about time? Or clocks, for that matter. What do you mean? I know all about watchers and clacks, and I don't know what you're even talking about. Come to think of it, what you doing out here all alone, little lady? Nothing. 
Why don't you tell me where you're trying to go? I know exactly where I'm going, and I don't need anyone to tell me, so thanks for your help, but no thanks. I heard you say something about the library. No, no, I think you heard that wrong. But, uh, just in case someone I run into might be curious as to where the library is, do you think you could tell me the address, the general directions? It would probably be a smart idea to know just in case. Who are you? Who are you? Stay back! I have a stingray and I'm not afraid to use it! (laughs) Don't hurt me! Don't hurt me! I swear I'm just a guy who really likes watches and you look like you could use some help. My name's Creepo, and I'm, I'm really not creepy at all. I just, it's a name that doesn't suit me, and I've been stuck with it my whole life. I promise, I just want to help you get to the library. Your name's Creepo? Yep. Oh. I know. Why don't you just change it? I've been living with it so long now. What name would you like better? I've always liked the name Marvin. Marvin? Yeah. What's wrong with Marvin? Nothing. Nothing. You know what? I think it suits you. Marvin. You look like a Marvin. You even kind of sound like a Marvin. What does a Marvin sound like? Like you. (laughs) Shucks. That's awful kind of you. Don't mention it. Now, did you say you know where the library is? Just in case, you know, that friend of mine wants to find it. Oh, right. Well, you see that building right there? You're kidding me. It's right there? This whole time the library was right beside the beach and I had no idea? Bye, Marvin. Gotta go. Oh, uh, okay. Glad I could help. Wait! Can I come with you? Sure, Marvin. Why not? Come on. Wait, why won't it open? Uh-oh. Uh-oh, why? Uh-oh. Do you see this sign? Well, what does it say? The library's closed today. Closed? Yeah, that's what happens on holidays. Holidays? What's that? Days when people get off work, uh, celebrate, spend time together. Family time, you know? Oh, yeah, I guess so. How long is it closed? All day. All day? That's right. But I only have one day, and if I don't go inside and read a free book today, then I'll never have the chance again. Huh. I guess you're just out of luck, then. Sorry. (coughs) 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 Sorry. Allergies. Hey, Myra, is that you? Saul, I'm so glad you're here. Who is this? Oh, this is Marvin. Hold on. Wait a minute. What happened to your fin? You have legs? Oh, yeah, Marvin. I'm a mermaid. Oh, that explains a lot. Anyway, long story short, Betty the Sea Witch 
aka my grandma, gave me 24 hours to come to shore as a human so that I could go to the library and read a book. But now I just found out that the library's closed for the holiday. Holiday? Holiday. Now what am I supposed to do? I wish I could help you, but I'm heading to my morning swimming lessons. I can't be late. You're taking swimming lessons? Yeah, my mom says I need to get better since we live so close to the ocean. So you can't help me? What should I do? Sorry, Myra, but I really have to learn how to swim better. It's it's kind of embarrassing. Then I can come back and visit you all the time once you're a mermaid again. That's great about the visits, but... But does this mean I'll never get to read a book? I wasted my day for nothing? Sorry, Myra. I- I'm going to be late. I'll see you back in the water. Bye. It's okay, Myra. Maybe you'll get another chance someday. Oh my gosh, what is that? What? What is what? Do you see those... those... all those books? Oh. Wow, it must be a free book bin. People take a book or leave a book. They're beautiful. Oh, wow. There's some great ones in here. Jamaica Kincaid, Ray Bradbury... Harper Lee, Jacqueline Woodson? Far out in the ocean, where the water is as blue as the prettiest cornflower and as clear as crystal. It is very, very deep. (sighs) Sorry about that. The dust from the books must have made my asthma act up. Wait, what is that? My inhaler. Helps me breathe right when the breathing feels wrong. Not that, the other thing. The thing where you kept your humor. Oh, this? It's a zipper storage bag. Why? I think I've got an idea. But for now, let's sit here and read for a while. What do you say? That sounds great. Hey, Myra. How have you been? Your fin is back. Yeah, I mean, being a person girl for a while was interesting, but I kind of missed it. Actually, I really missed it. I think I really like being a mermaid better, after all. Yeah, I can't blame you. I wish I could swim the way you do. How are your lessons? Oh, you know, I'm getting pretty good. What are you wearing? Oh, It's, um, a life vest. A life vest? Yeah, that way I float no matter what. I mean, I really am getting better, but, you know, just in case. Hmm. Did you bring it? Yep, here it is. Special delivery. Ta-da! Waterproof. Zipper storage bag. Wow. Harry Potter and the... 
Sorcerer's Stone? It's my favorite, and there's a whole series. I'll bring them all. That sounds great. I'm building my way up to chapter books. I mean, like you're swimming. I'm pretty good at reading, but I'm just starting, so it takes practice. Oh yeah, I understand. But anyway, I was thinking, there's got to be something I can do for you in return for bringing me all of these great books. Well, hmm. How about one swimming lesson per book? I figure it's a fair trade. I'm a pretty great reader, and, well, you've got to be a better swimmer than any person I know. What do you say? It's a deal. And now, on to the interview with Ruby from Buy Kids for Kids and Christina Quintana. First question. Do you write these scripts for a living? I I actually, I do write for a living, um, which is kind of amazing that I can actually say that, uh, that at this point in my life, um, I am, that's, that's how I, that's how I live. <laughs> do you specifically write for children? You know, I have written for children, obviously, you know, in Little Mermaid um, before, uh, and I, and I've been doing it more and more. I actually started doing it because there's this great company based in New York called the 52nd Street Project. And the 52nd Street Project is super cool because what they do is the kids basically are, um, they become like sort of part of the project. So starting from like age 10 through graduating from high school, they do all of these different programs. And one of the programs that they do is they actually um, act in a play written by a professional playwright and with a professional actor. And so I um, have come on board and written a few different plays for them. And that was sort of how I started writing for kids. And then uh, this amazing company based in North Carolina called Peppercorn Theater Company actually commissioned me to write a play. And I wrote this play called Florida Somewhere, uh, which the lovely Rebecca Cunningham actually directed. And uh, it was about a little girl named Flor, who is a Mexican-American girl. She uh, immigrated with her family to this town in North Carolina. And um, basically, a teacher told her that uh, she, she, wanted to be, she wants to be a rocket scientist. And her teacher tells her that she should come up with a more practical idea. So what she does is she goes on this sort of adventure through time, meeting all of these amazing ladies who kind of help show her that she can do anything she wants. Um, so that was really fun. And then I, I actually, this past year, I wrote another show for them called Maxima Musica. And, um, and I now like love, man, I love writing for children because as somebody who really likes, I love magic. That's cool. Yeah. Are you into, are you into magic? I love stories like that. Fantasy and magical creatures. And I, I mostly read those books. I love them. Right. And there's something really to me, what's wonderful about when you write for kids is that nobody questions that, you know, and sometimes when you write for adults, people will say things like, well, I don't understand why there's a ghost right now or, you know, <laughs> or things like that. And I really appreciate that when you write for children that, you know, if you have something magic, if you have like sort of um, a ghost puppet, if you have, you know, talking dust specks, if you have you know, a talking cat. Nobody, nobody questions it. And that's kind of pretty amazing. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, why did you choose The Little Mermaid as the basis for your story? Uh, the reason uh, I chose, I laugh because it's just, it's funny because I, um, I feel like I was a kind of different kid growing up and I, um, I was a total like tomboy. And so some of the, I feel like some of the traditionally, the sort of like fairy tales that people really loved, you know, especially a lot of people in my kind of, as I was growing up, a lot of people really loved the little mermaid, you know, there was something about the little mermaid that people really loved. And I, I never, it was never one that I really connected to. Um, so I actually chose it specifically because I was like, I kind of want to get in on, get into this. Like, I want to read the original version and I want to sort of find out like, what is it? Why is everyone so into this story? Yeah. You know, this idea of mermaids and actually reading the, I don't know. Have you ever read the original story before? I haven't read it myself, but I've heard quite a bit about it. And apparently the ending is horrible and (laughs) It's yeah. it's a weird story. It's a weird. It's really weird, and it's like totally kind of. It is some sort of devastating. It's very dark. You know, like a lot of the you know traditional fairy tales that we know. Um, but yeah, very different than sort of the Disney the Disney version. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In the Little Mermaid, she's obsessed with the prince. In the Literate Mermaid, she's obsessed with books. <laughs> Why do you think she's obsessed with books? Um, you know, I this when I wrote this, it was very well, I do love to read and I I'm a big big reader. <laughs> Me too. You love to read too. That's very awesome. Um, and I I think that there's something about uh, you know, when we talk about sort of fairy tales with princesses, which is it's like why do these fairy tales sort of just have to be about you know, why do they just have to be about the girl being obsessed with the guy? Which is, you know, I love a love story as much as anybody else, right? Yeah. But like, what else is there? It sort of just came out that way. That it just sort of ended up being that she just really wanted <laughs> to read. And I that was like this dream of hers. And I just love the idea of, you know, because she's underwater, that how do you read? Uh, <laughs> so that was kind of how, that was sort of how it happened. Okay. What criticism would you give the original story? Oh, that's a good. Oh, I, I like that. You know, to be honest, you just sort of want more from you just sort of want more from your female characters, right? Like you want to know more about them. Okay. Um, if you were actually the literate mermaid, would you go up onto land for a book? Oh, wow. Good one. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I don't like if I I'm a pretty curious person. I tend to go for things. Um, I think that I would be really curious about what this was about. Like if I saw all these people doing something, I would want to know, I would want to investigate. I think just in general, I'd be curious about what people, you know, you're always, it's, it's, you know, one of the great things about, right. I'm talking to you from, from South Africa and I'm in New Orleans right now. Like how cool is that? Yeah. that we live in a world where we can know so much about how other people live so I think that like one of the most, you know, sort of going back to the original story and, and Literate Mermaid is, that's so cool is that it's like, you know, she just wants to know about how the other world lives, you know, which is like, we could all sort of learn from that, I think a little bit. So I think I, I'd like to say that I have the same kind of curiosity that the Literate Mermaid does in that. And I like to think that I would, that I would go out and do it, but maybe, you know, I like to think I'd be that brave. And if you wouldn't be obsessed with books, what else would you go to 
to land for? Mm. You know, I think probably, honestly, I think for some kind of like art in general, like I think like, if let's say there was like a concert on the beach or, you know, or like some kind of an art show, or let's say there was, you know, free Shakespeare show happening off the beach or something like that. I think I would be really just attracted to like, sort of why, why are all these people gathering together? And what is it that, you know, is bringing them together? Right? What about you? Um, <laughs> I'm not quite sure because if, if, if I would live in the water, there are a lot of things I can do on land that I can't really do in water. So, um, I'm not sure, like just, um, different foods <laughs> or. Ooh, yeah, that's a really good, yeah, totally. Like if you saw somebody like with a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what would mermaids eat? I guess just like fish, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, what are the roles of the men in the story? So Saul introduces her to books. And what does Creepo do? (laughs) Um, I think that we're trying, you know, in a way, I feel like, you know, when we read a lot of these fairy tales, there's, you know, that kind of, there is that creepo character, right? There's always like the villain <laughs> yeah. who is a kind of dark, you know, person. And of course, you know, and, you know, real, like in real life, like, of course, obviously sometimes, you know, not talking to strangers is, is a good way to go. But I think also I wanted to sort of turn that on its head a little bit. And what about somebody who we think is actually a really, you know, somebody we think is a villain, but actually is somebody who can help us. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, that sort of was what I was going for with that. And I think with Soul too, I wanted to show that, you know, we like sort of an ally, right? Like she finds, yeah. you know, Myra really finds an ally in Soul and and a friend. So I think that it can be, you know, her fascination in the way that like sort of in the original story and a lot of kind of princess stories that it becomes a romantic interest, but why can't it actually be a friend and sort of yeah. and that he also helps him too, right? Because he's not very good at swimming. So like, yeah. he can help you out too. Spoiler alert, I realize. <laughs> <laughs> so is there a message you'd like your listeners to walk away with? Hmm. I think um I think this with this story in particular, um is this story in particular is about taking chances and taking chances on yourself and taking chances on each other um, and about finding community in sort of unexpected ways. And that sometimes uh, people who seem to have a lot, a lot of differences actually can have a lot more in common than you think. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think? Well, um, what I did like about the story is that there was um, one scene when the, the sea witch um, says something about recycling <laughs> and I think it's important for children to know about recycling so I thought it's very nice that you included that I actually wanted to write a small story like that um, when it's about recycling and being good to the environment but not in a boring way so that kids would actually enjoy it like a story so I think that's quite interesting but that sounds wonderful I'm really I look forward to that yeah okay in the original story, 
the prince marries someone else and the little mermaid basically jumps into the water and dissolves in the water. How would you change the ending to make it more positive? I think that I would maybe make it that she in the real story, like, well, what, you know, sort of what comes next? Like, sort of, instead of sort of dissolving the sea foam, you know, is it possible? Well, also, where does she go? Maybe sea foam actually isn't as bad as we think it is, and it actually is something else altogether. Maybe there's a land of sea foam that she goes to. Yeah, more of a completed ending. Mm-hmm. Maybe we only know underwater and the land, but there's actually this whole other place that she didn't even expect to go. And maybe that even the sea witch didn't expect her to go. Well, thank you for answering the questions. Yeah, thank you for those great questions. I really appreciate it. That was The Literate Mermaid by Christina Quintana, starring Joseph Cordero, Caitlin Morris, Ashton Muniz, and Elise Santora. Produced by Chad Shanai and executive produced by me, Rebecca Cunningham, with original theme music by Eli Denby Wood and Amy Geisbers Van White. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends about Girl Tales. Oh, and remember, I believe in you. Being a princess ain't about the dresses. Remember